Hello, everyone, and welcome into a long-awaited episode of Talking Schmidt. I'm your host, Ethan Schmidt, and I have a great episode for you. I know we've taken a long sabbatical. I've gotten into football season. I get a little busy. I have another podcast that I put a little bit more time on to, unfortunately, for my Talking Schmidt fans, or Schmidt heads, as we like to call them, but... I've made a, a pact with uh, one of one of our former players that I didn't personally have any time coaching, but was around um, and got to see his growth. And now I'm able to see him grow into even more of an athlete, even more of a, um, uh, I guess, a star, if you will, here um, for us in the Clarksville community, at least. And uh, my first player that I've ever had the opportunity to be on the coaching staff for who I'm going to bring on to the podcast uh, my good friend Nick Edwards. Nick, hello, sir. How are you? I went up to the Schmidt heads. Uh, I'm living my dreams right now. Uh, just got out of practice, and now I'm here. Well, this Nick, we dream, not the practice. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This part's yeah. I agree with that. Um, Nick, we've uh, we've talked about this before, and I guess we can kind of go um, into this first. Was uh, a lot of people have always asked me, can I be on the podcast? Can I be on one of your podcasts? Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? And I've always said no. However, I've always told you maybe. I've never told you no. I've never said like no. I've always been like, it's a possibility. You are probably going to get me in a lot of trouble with a lot of people that you played football with. But uh, how does it make you feel? Well, it makes me feel special, you know. And, you know, I... I try and dabble in the podcast world myself. So I think that's why you told me maybe. Yeah, absolutely. What and, and go ahead, man. You can plug your podcast. I know I don't know if you guys have been doing a lot of it lately, but some old episodes, whatever. Yeah, you know, we've been busy with our football, but uh it's the Happy Buds podcast on Spotify. It's a couple of the UT Martin offensive linemen get together and, you know, talk about some things that, you know, we have some episodes about cons- some conspiracy theories. There's an episode about uh we spend like 45 minutes talking about Bible conspiracy theories and religion itself. It's, it's a pretty interesting podcast once you get into it. Absolutely. Is it is it hard for you guys during football season to just find a time where you're just not like gassed and like you, you're you like, hey, I got school, there's class, I need to like go home and go to bed. Like, is there is it hard for you guys during this time of year? Yeah, it can be hard. I mean, two because there's three main ones that do it. Two thirds of us live together, so me and the one, me and our one host live together. But you know, Monday through Friday you're practicing. Saturday's the game, and we're always like, oh, on Sunday we'll do it, and then Sunday rolls around, and we're sitting on the couch eating cheeseburgers, watching football, and just never get around <laughs> to it. That sounds like a fun life, though. I mean, sitting around yeah, I mean, on a Sunday eating cheeseburgers. Yeah, I, I think that you could probably, if you really wanted to just pull the podcasting equipment out with cheeseburgers. And I think you would still have a good show. Maybe you could do your next episode rating the best cheeseburgers. We could probably do that. Honestly, that that's a good idea. You know, we also, you know, the O-line kind of gets together and puts a meal together for each other. Every Sunday, it was just my turn to cook. I made some nice Philly cheesesteaks for everyone. Mm. We could really just pull it out during that and rate the food. There you go. You guys, each week, you guys should rate everybody's cooking. Yeah. Whoever, whoever was the best. And then you have to like, treat it like, treat it like hell's kitchen. (laughs) Somebody gets to be like a complete like jerk about it the whole time. And you have to, you have to listen to that. Yeah. That would be great. I think people would tune into that. I really do. We might just get our line coach to join us and he can be Gordon Ramsey. There you go. I mean, he's probably used to yelling at you guys anyway. I mean, that's, (laughs) he's probably, probably waiting for that moment and he can do it on a, on a new level. Or he'd probably just tell me that he's not doing that. (laughs) Tell me to leave him alone. It's his day off. Maybe you can call Coach Williams. Have him make a trip to Martin. Yeah. 
I don't know if he'll ever come out here, but that'd be that'd be a tough journey um, for him to go out there. I mean, he's still he's still Austin P through and through. But Nick, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the the football journey for you here. Obviously, if you guys don't know Nick, um, I think a lot of people that will listen to this uh, probably do know who you are. But there are going to be listeners from other areas um, that listen to this that don't know who you are. So I'll kind of give a background. Nick was a football player at Clarksville High School. Uh, was an outstanding offensive lineman. Was our region offensive lineman of the year his senior year. Uh, Played an entire remainder of a season, really, on a on an injured knee. Comes back, has uh, just a great kind of like rehab. Um, and then you got a call from the University of Tennessee saying, "Hey, we need more in-state guys who want to walk on." Take us from Tennessee to now UT Martin. Take us through that journey. Yeah, so you know, I think a big part of the rehab was Tennessee. You know, you go to those facilities; they're immaculate. But, uh, you know, we get th- I get there, I'm rehabbing, you know, and Coach Heupel's, like, leaving high school, you know, I kind of thought I knew everything. You know, I was like, oh, I'm really good. And then you get to the college level and you're like, I'm an idiot. I have no idea what's going on. Like, they start talking about cover two, cover four, and how it affects the offensive line. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and so, you know, I had to kind of start over from the ground, like, work my way from the ground up. And, you know, at Tennessee – you know, being a walk on, you don't really you're there, you're working, you're a scout team guy. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with being the scout team guy. Like that's where a lot of people make it or like make their name is just being scout team, good guys. And, you know, worked there through the fall, finally got to start practicing at the end of November, uh, kind of worked through it, went to the bowl game. And I was kind of like, I don't know if this is the level for me to be at. Like, I don't know if this is like, it was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to get the opportunity to know I want if I sit here. Am I just going to be a scout team guy for the next five years and kind of never get the chance I think I deserve? And so, you know, come spring, I had a pretty decent spring, put together what I needed, and I decided it was time to enter the transfer portal and just, you know, take a shot, like kind of gamble on myself, take a shot. I'd already gambled going to Tennessee. It worked out pretty well. Might as well roll the dice again, see what happens. And uh, the moment I entered the portal, the O-line coaches here, you know, kind of remembered me and they hit me up. And this was the same time uh, Tuna was in the portal and they kind of were like, well, let's bring you two together as a package deal. You know, Coach Simp calls us the Clarksville Crazies. They bring us in and, uh, you know, last year was kind of up and down, you know, still kind of like mentally rehabbing, trying to get over the knee injury. And then this year, you know, came in, had a better mindset about everything, really tried to bury myself in the offense last year and learn it. And, you know, now out here fighting for reps to be the six man, be the main rotation guy with the O-line. Yeah, that that's awesome to hear. It's great to see kind of that success um, happen for you. And I love the line. I think a lot of, you know, and I know, you know, I've always preached this to you and I know, you know, you learned that you heard this in high school is that, you know, there's a lot of young guys that look up to you uh, when you're, you know, a junior and a senior and stuff like that. And and maybe it doesn't feel like that when you take that step to Tennessee. But I love the line that you gambled on yourself once to go to Tennessee and you might as well do it again. And it, it's paid off. I mean, week one, we're back here watching Martin, Georgia. You're taking on the number one team in the nation. And we're back here as a coaching staff in our group message saying, have we seen Nick and Jason yet? Have we seen Nick and Jason yet? And then you guys came out on a, uh, I believe it was on the PAT. You guys were on that unit and we were like, 
they're on the, you know, they're on opposite sides. Try to get a picture. Like we got to put it up on social media because Nick and, you know, and so we see it and we're so fired up for you guys um, to see you guys actually be on the field. And we got to see you there uh, late in that game as well against Georgia. Talk about that experience. What was it like going to the number one uh, team in the nation and, and just being in that facility? So, First of all, coming from Tennessee, I'm going to say Neyland is a thousand times better. Oh, there it is. It, it's going to come out of my mouth. But uh, <laughs> it was a really cool atmosphere. Uh, you know, like at Tennessee, I never really got to be on the field in Neyland. Like I was hurt and rehabbing through it. So I was there on the sidelines, but I never felt like I was really a part of the game. And to be in this role I'm in now where it was like, okay, I'm going to like there's basically a 100% chance I'm going to touch this field tonight whether it's us getting blown out and I get thrown in with the offense, somebody getting hurt and I go in with the offense, you know, a field goal and I'm out there, you know, on the kicking team. And so it was like kind of, it was the first time I'd really been nervous like for a game. Cause it was like, even in high school, I was like, I had tuna sitting there in my ear. Like, it doesn't matter. Like we're both six something, 300 pounds. We're just going to roll these little kids out of here. But like when you really get into like these real game, like these big games, and it was like kind of a surreal moment to be like, not that I've made it, like because I'm not at my goal, like I'm not started, but it's like to be like I'm on the way there again. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Uh, it was it was definitely cool to see you out there. Um, it was definitely cool for us, I think, back here to see the growth and like you know when you were in high school, you know the biggest game you may have played was Henry County. And, you know, that those were some big guys and things of that nature, whatever it was. And now you're like, well, now I've got Georgia. You're like, yeah. you know, that 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 Henry County is behind us now. We we don't even know about that. I mean, this is, you know, the University of Georgia, number one team in the nation. But what I did like was I, you know, obviously looking at your guys' schedule and everything like that. Huge win in week two. Way to bounce back. You're taking on Missouri State. So that was a massive win. And what I'm sure no one in Clarksville really watched the game, but uh if you notice, they moved me and Tuna next to each other on field goal. And if you watch the field goal tape from last week and the week before, it's me and Tuna just rolling. Like, people try and jump, and one of us picks them up. The other one shoves them while he's in the air. Or one of us is dragging them down. The other one's, like, trying to flip them. And, like, you know, we kind of just have fun being next to each other on that field goal unit. Well, it's, it you know, you get a chance to kind of relive some glory days, too. I mean, you guys obviously did that at Clarksville High School. So, I mean, it had to be fun to be right next to each other again uh, in a game. Um, talk about having uh, Jason there with you. And, and for people, he's saying Tuna. Um, when I – Jason was not Tuna when I got to coach him in middle school, okay? He was just Jason. He was big Jason. Um, my older brother actually got to coach him uh, in, in middle school. And I just remember him looking at me and being like, if this kid – just he's gonna go places like he's already mad like he was already bigger than my brother my brother was trying to coach him he was already and my brother's a pretty big dude like he's not like a like i'm small my brother's not small like jason like was already like i think like a head taller than my brother in sixth grade so um, i knew him just as jason and then everybody kept calling him tuna and i came back and i was like who's tuna and shelby was like jason i'm like What's going on? Can you tell me why the nickname happened? Well, nobody's ever told me how the nickname happened, um, if you know the story or not. So the story I've always heard was one day they were at camp at Bethel, and or maybe it was Murray, and Tuna started eating tuna fish sandwiches, as he does. And Stanley said, oh, you like tuna, huh? 
And so when Coach Stanley said that, they just started calling him Tuna. I There may be some cooler story, like he wrestled a tuna with his bare hands, but <laughs> from what I've heard, it's just him eating sandwiches. So how the whole Jim Halpert being Big Tuna, how that started on The Office was the same as um, Andy Bernard sees him eating a tuna sandwich on his first day in, in Stanford, and they call him Big Tuna the rest of the time. That's what Andy Bernard calls him. So that's how it all started. Must be what it is. Coach Stanley. I'll have to ask Stanley what the whole story is. Maybe he'll he'll give me that insight on it, um, or he may hear this and and say, yeah, that's what happened. But um, in your time, I'm not gonna. I don't want you to have to play favorites. But what do you have? Like you know, when it when you're looking at coaches, like what would you say? I, I guess maybe from from Shelby to Hypel, like on, like what do you feel like? Is there a coach where you're just like, man, these guys are like, do they each do something different that you like. Like, I don't want you to say who's your favorite because I don't want you to play favorites here because obviously it's it's Isaac. We all know that. But um, are there like, do you see like similar like similarities? Like, what are some of the differences between head coaches that you've had in your career so far? Yeah, I had a strength coach at Tennessee tell me this. Uh, all head coaches are extreme football nerds who don't want to be known as nerds. <laughs> so they're all very similar, but they're all very go about hiding it so like you know coach simpson's like this very down-to-earth person like easy to talk to kind of guy and just like he'll crack a dad joke with you every now and then and but he like really knows like he knows what's going on and like i can ask him a question and he'll give me 16 different answers but like they they all make sense because they all apply and like are different based on whatever look we're getting and then, like, Coach Heupel is kind of – we always joked he's kind of like a divorced dad who's trying to be cool with his kids. Like, <laughs> wears his hat backwards, like, just dabs everyone up. Just a cool – like, an all-around pretty cool guy. And then, like, Coach Shelby just, like, you know, he tries to just poke fun and, like, you know, he'll crack a joke here and there. He'll crack a smile and, like, walks around with a doctor. Well, I guess he doesn't walk around with a Dr. Pepper anymore. But, like, when I knew Coach Shelby, it was – you know, the Dr. Pepper talking about how Little Caesars makes fun of Italians and it's not fair. Because <laughs> that's his culture. You know, those kinds of things. Oh, man, that that's 100 percent correct. Um, definitely on Coach Shelby. That, that's awesome. That's awesome to see. Um, you know, I know like a lot of people always ask uh, Jalen um, whenever we see Jalen in Clarksville, like, did you like Matt Patricia better or Isaac Shelby? You know, he just starts smiling and laughing. He's like, they're just two completely different people. But I like that line. I'm going to have to tell him that uh, that you that they're just extreme nerds who don't want to be known as nerds. I'll have to tell him that because we'll record uh, Coach Shelby's podcast uh, a little bit after uh, you and I get done here tonight. But um, I guess uh, for you, what's the goal, man? What, what would you like to do? I mean, obviously, you're playing football, and uh, obviously, you know, it's something that you're still passionate about. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there. You know, a lot of people give up on that dream but like what what you know what's what do you want from not only football but like you know what would you like to see come from this so i've been asked this a couple times over the past couple days and i've really had to think about it but uh so for me like football is definitely like everyone tells you this like football is the means to the future it's not the future and so like right now i'm using it to like better my education like i'm getting a great I'm getting a degree in sports business right now, which a lot of people look down on, but like I'm really focused on management so I can learn like leadership tactics and skills. 
I'm actually going to be going to the Super Bowl in February with the school to work the Super Bowl and like get some hands-on experience. But uh, anyone who knows me, like really knows me, like Nathan can attest to this. I am a giant nerd when it comes to airplanes. Like that's my thing is airplanes. And so uh, my real goal when I get out of here is to uh, eventually become a pilot, which has nothing to do with business and nothing to do with my degree. But, uh, you know, it's either be a pilot or my other big thing, like everyone, like, I'm on two very like weird ends of the spectrum here. It's like airplane, like football, like the basic football kid on one side and on the other side, it's football and race cars. So it's either that or go work for a NASCAR team in their business office. That's, that's great hopes. One, I don't, like I've seen some tall pilots, but like you would take the cake walking on to uh, a plane for certain as like tallest pilot I think I've ever seen. So, and I've had to fly a lot recently. I, I'm luckily this year I'm I'm kind of pulling back. I'm not doing the traveling every you know couple days, whatever it is, to basketball and stuff like that. So I don't have to fly as much. But I mean, if you walked in, I think there'd be a lot of people that would stare at you and be like, "Holy cow, that's a huge man as our captain." Well, it's funny because like my girlfriend's dad's a pilot and he's six four, six, six, three, six, five, somewhere in there. He's a tall guy. But he flies those little black helicopters <laughs> and he's like crammed over. And I went to work with my dad because him and my dad work together. And I went to work with my dad one day and I was telling people I want to be a pilot. And they're gonna be like, Oh, you're gonna be one of those weirdos that's really tall, but likes to sit in the small helicopters all cramped over all the time. <laughs> Does he say why? Does he give you like a reason why he like likes those or no? I've never really asked him about it, but I think he just likes the adventure. Like you're in a little helicopter with no doors flying around super fast. I guess that makes that that makes sense. I mean, and then you probably don't really have much to worry about because it's all right there in front of you and you don't have yeah. to have a bunch of room where you're trying. I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, so I asked you um before we started this, I asked you, do you have any questions that you'd like to ask coach Shelby? So do you have, cause we're, we're going to have our podcast uh, coming up soon. Uh, like I said, we're recording it tonight. It'll be the preview for Dixon County. Um, what do you have for us? Do you have any questions for coach Shelby? So, I've been thinking about this long and hard and me and my roommates have been watching the Sopranos. So if coach Shelby could replace one character on the Sopranos, like he is the character now. Which character would he be? I think I know the answer to this. I feel like he, I feel like I want to say he'd be Tony, but I think that's too easy of an answer. I think I know who his favorite character is. His favorite character is Polly. That's everyone's favorite character. That's every, but he loves Polly. So I know it wouldn't be Polly. I think if you, if you want me to be honest with you, I think Coach Shelby would be Silvio. Oh, that's a good one. That's who I think. That's my answer, but I won't tell him who I think until he talks about it. I would hopefully, I think I would be, I think I would end up unfortunately being like Christopher. So yeah. I don't know if you know the whole outcome of Christopher yet, but. Not yet. Don't spoil it. I won't spoil it for you, but I would, unfortunately, I I, I very much relate to Silvio as well. And I feel Isaac and I are, are fairly similar human beings, but I think I would end up being more like Christopher. I could just imagine, though, like him as Tony, like someone walks in and like asks him a stupid question on game day and he just hits them with the you have no idea what it's like to be number one. 
Yeah, no, for certain. Well, and I, he's had so here's the insight because now you're not you're not a player anymore. A lot of times, Coach Shelby's just like you guys don't understand what it's like to be head coach. So he does hit that line on us a lot as assistants. Like you guys don't understand what it's like. Like I'm gonna get the phone call. Like that's what it is a lot of times. So yeah, he does hit us with that sometimes. So maybe he would replace. Maybe he would be Tony. I don't know. Maybe and that makes Taylor or Silvio then. Speaking of not being a player anymore, you have three weeks. <laughs> I get to hear my stories. Okay. Three weeks. I'll be 21. Okay. All right. Good. Then I, I'm waiting for him. You'll have to, hopefully you guys get a bye week and you can come back and, and, and tell me stories. I think that is our bye week, but I don't really know what I'm doing yet for the bye week. Cause that's okay. also your guys fall break. And I know you guys take that week off too. Oh yeah. We're not, we're not near yeah. the, yeah, we coach Shelby you and you know, this as well. Coach Shelby's tired of everybody by then. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I'm not, I'm not going to bug him yet. Yeah. Might be the, after, you know, UT Martin wins the national championship and we get to come home, that'll be when I ask for it. How do you how do you feel about I mean, obviously, I know it's your team, but how do you feel chances wise of like OVC and and taking it this year? I feel really good, especially like I'm not, you know, I'm not in the meeting room with the other position units, but our offensive line, like, I don't know, like it feels like it's a different type of feeling like between this year and definitely last year is just, you know, in the last two weeks, we've had 500 and 700 yards of total offense combined, uh, 400 yards rushing the week against Missouri State, and then 200 yards rushing last week with 500 yards passing. Wow. And we just, like, like our O-line is just, like, clicking on so many levels right now, and we're still not even playing, like, as good as we can. Like, we're still growing each week, and, you know, Coach Bannon and the older guys, like you can see it. And even like once you get down into the twos with me and Tuna and even a couple of the threes, like it's guys that can play and are just like sitting there, like feeding off each other to grow. And at least in the O-line room, I think we all know we have a good chance this year. Who's the craziest O-line coach you've ever had? Um, Because I know they're wild. O-line coaches, they won't they try coaches, to but, act like they're not, but they're wild. O-line coaches are a different breed. It's definitely between, you know, Coach Williams and Coach Bannon can be up there sometimes. He's very mellow. Like, Coach Stanley will tell stories, but he's very mellow compared to some of the stories I hear from Coach Stanley. But, you know, he can be up there. But I think Coach Williams kind of – he had a couple moments where I was kind of – I was like, ugh. Like, I don't want to talk anymore for the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sure he'll he'll appreciate listening to that and hearing that <laughs> as well. Um, He'll he'll love to hear the, uh, that he had, he had that uh, kind of – Pull on you guys. I'm sure he'll enjoy that. Um, you have a younger brother playing high school football now. Is it cool to kind of, uh, I guess, not live through him, but is it cool to uh, talk to him and see how things are going back here? Yeah, you know, like we can get busy here. I don't really get to talk to him as much as I'd like, but I try and text him every Friday since, I mean, you guys have just been steamrolling through the city. Like, you know, I'm like, I know he's going to probably get in tonight. Like, I want to text him, like, make sure he like gets a good luck. And then like, Last week, I was finally able to sit down and I, I watched basically the entire game against West Creek. And like, it was cool to find like to get to see because I don't get to see him play much, you know, opposite like I play on Saturday. We're really busy on Fridays. So it's kind of like it was cool to get to see him play and be like, you know. How many years have I been in college now? Three. This is my third year of college. So my sophomore year was almost six years ago. So like, it's cool to know, like six years ago, I was in his shoes. 
and like seeing him perform is kind of like it's a cool moment like to be able to watch him and be like six years ago i was in the same shoes as him and like know the things he's talking about and then he comes home and he's like i try and ask him about you know plays and he's like oh yeah we changed the name for that it's this now i'm like why the hell would we change it it worked so well back then Oh, you don't even know you don't even know about the card system yet, do you? Oh, I Coach Shelby introduced the card system last year, and I was like, damn, like I was like, oh, if Nathan has a question, I can answer it. And now I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm like, if he asked me to block triple, though, I can still I can still walk you through triple. That's right. That's right. Um, eat, sleep, run, triple, repeat, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, so uh, I, I guess have you been able to reach out to guys like Laney? I mean, Laney got the he got the crash course his freshman <laughs> year was covid now he's in you know we've we've kind of he's you you know he's he's you for certain on the team we know that um do you do you get a chance to talk with laney a little bit has he reached out to you as well i talked to laney a little bit here and there i'm sure he talks to blake a lot you know blake got his first start against south carolina the other week yeah so i i sure he talks to blake a little bit more than he talks to me but i definitely talked to him a bit and like uh, my girlfriend's brother is one of the receivers at Ross. I think he's a receiver at Rossview and him and Laney are really good friends. So usually I see him when I'm over at her house, when I'm home. So we talk then, but yeah, I get to talk to him a little bit. I should probably reach out to him a little bit more, but you're a busy man. Don't, you don't, don't, don't take this as me making you feel like you need to reach out to people. I mean, he, oh no, no, know, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm phone sure works both ways. I'll yell at him. I mean, cause I can still yell at him. I'm sure if you ask Nathan, I'm not that busy. No. Yeah. I, He'll tell you. He'll tell you I just sit around and play video games all day. We uh because we I think what was it a couple Fridays ago we were calling because he wants to he wants to run a route in one JV game. I do remember that. And he said, I said, if your brother says yes, then we'll do it. And you said, I don't see a problem with it. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't hear the connection anymore. And uh we walked away because, yeah, because you know, I always thought like I should get to run the ball or run a route. Like I right. felt like you know, I had done my due diligence. Let me let me score a touchdown. <laughs> I almost scored a touchdown on Saturday. I'm still a little salty about that. Tell that but, story. What happened there? So I come in, so you know, we were up big on Houston Christian. So, you know, they put us in basically the entire second half, apart from like two drives. And we get to the goal line and I'm blocking and I see the ball roll past me in the end zone. And I'm like, like I stand there for a second. I'm like, holy shit, that was the ball. Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss. You're good. That's fine. No worries. It, yeah, it's 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 talking Schmidt. It's all there, man. I was like, that's the ball. And I finally turned to run for it. And by the time like my slow self turns to run for <laughs> it, one of the defenders had picked it up and I just kind of shoved him out the back of the end zone. And, you know, we get we get back to the apartment that night to watch the Colorado game and everyone's sitting there like, dude, you could have had the best big man touchdown of the year. We would have got like 45 yards of penalties of celebrating after it. <laughs> and so, like, I've just haven't heard the end of it. Oh man, that that's heartbreaking. I having an older brother who played O line and D line. Um, I think his freshman year, he uh, he was in a, a freshman game over at um, the school that we don't mention, and uh, he he was playing. Oh, I didn't their name, my bad. That's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll bleep it. Um, I won't bleep it. It's fine. Uh, but he, we actually, my, when we lived here the first time, we actually were zoned for them. So my brother was one of them. Um, and technically, I guess I was in middle school, but um, he got uh, the ball popped free in front of him and he went to go scoop and score. And one of the other D linemen just dove on it and knocked him down. And it was his like scoop and score moment. And that was like after that, like he, because he played a lot of D line. So it was like he had, 
really good sacks and things like that of that nature, not at that school, but at the Catholic school he went to in California, uh, he had some good plays and stuff like that. But um, that's like always the moment that he's like, I could have scored a touchdown and I never got the opportunity to do it. Yeah, because it would have been my first collegiate pancake and my first collegiate touchdown in the same drive. I was like, I was like on a roll there for a little bit. And then I came down to earth when I saw the ball get picked up by the defense. You just said, man, this is uh, this isn't what I like. All right, man. So what what all is uh, take us through and this is, you know, whatever you want to kind of talk about, but take us through the day of a collegiate athlete. What are you doing as a member of the UT Martin football team? How does it start? What's it like? How's it finish off for you? So, you know, this semester I have it pretty, it also, it depends on our days. And this semester I have it pretty easy. You know, Monday, Friday, I only have one class at one o'clock in the afternoon. And Wednesdays I have two. But, you know, so like if it was a typical, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday kind of day, those are our tough practice days. You know, I wake up around, if it was like today, I woke up at 7, 7.15, got over to the building to work out at about 8, uh, work out, went and got some breakfast, uh, showered. You know, then I go to my lab, sit in a lab, uh, go try and knock out some homework after the lab, go get lunch. And then I'm in my second class. I'm in biology basically all day on Wednesdays, like just straight science. And then uh, so two o'clock, I get to the building. I do what I need to do to like kind of relax. About 2.15, I start getting dressed. You know, we call them Skyhawk pants. They're just like the pants that are like the football pants that are basically cut so it's our thighs and up get my pads in get my knee braces on wrist taped ankles braced and then uh we're in meetings from 245 till about 345 4 o'clock 415 we're on the field uh stretch go through all that uh we're in practice from about 445 to about 6 15 630 ish and then uh from there, it's dinner, do whatever homework I need. I'm pretty good about, like, kind of doing my homework when it, like, I probably shouldn't say this, but I do it in classes where I'm not really having to pay attention. And then, uh, <laughs> then you know, try and get on the video games or, you know, I try and watch a movie or a documentary every now and then, something to just calm down and relax. Try and stay off TikTok. Yeah, that, that's all of us, though. That's all of us. You know, well, you know, UT Martin banned it, so I can't use it when I'm on the Wi-Fi. So I'm sitting right. I sit here and I try and swipe on it and it doesn't swipe. And then I get mad and then I go to Instagram and watch reels. So I don't do anything much better. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about that because it's the same at Austin P. You can't be on the uh, Wi-Fi and have TikTok. So it was all Tennessee and state schools and stuff like that was taken off. of. So, yeah, I I forgot about that. But I'm never like the only time I'm connected to the Wi-Fi at Austin P is only on my laptop in in the mornings to teach. I don't put my phone on it. I don't I'm not there long enough to even worry about it. So I, I stay away from it as much as I can, except for my obviously my laptop to teach from. So I mean, I probably I probably should stay away from it, but it's just like I don't know, like it's just so nice to not have to worry about data or anything. Just <laughs> you know, true. I could just be on my phone and not have to worry about like a text saying I've used too much data this month. Yeah, that that is definitely something that is is good with uh when you're in college. Because when I was a student, I was always on the Wi-Fi when I was there for certain. I know that now as I'm an adult, I'm just like I don't I don't need that. Um, Scouts joining us, so that's a a moving dog over here. That's what you're seeing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that I mean, 
when you think about like back to being in high school and, and how practice and school and stuff was set up, do you, do you, is that just like a luxury in your mind? Just like, man, I sometimes I wish it was like that simple. Or do you feel that high school was, you know, was it more like challenging because you had to be in school and you couldn't take those breaks to go just like go get breakfast or go get lunch or what do you feel is like tougher now? Or is it, was it tougher then? I think, I've kind of had this conversation. I should also start this off by stop acting like I pay my own phone bill. Thanks, mom and dad. There you but, go. Uh, but uh, I think high school, you know, I wish I had definitely appreciated it more, you know, had more fun with it. But, uh, you know, that that system of just like being in school all day and then like, especially early in the season, because y'all's first game was four weeks ago, like the very end of August, middle mm-hmm. of August almost. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're sitting in school all day. You can see that it's hot outside and then you get outside. It's like a hundred degrees and you're just out there at practice. And you're like, all I want to do is like sit down for like 10 minutes and just not have to worry about anything. So, you know, that, that is kind of miserable. I think coach Shelby had it. It's very, the way you guys practice is very similar to how we practice in college, you know, period wise and everything. So that definitely prepped me for when I got up to the next level, but here it's just so nice. It's like, you know, professors cancel class all the time. So it's like, if I'm sitting there and I have a one o'clock and then practice at two, if that one o'clock gets canceled, you know, I can go to my apartment and chill for a little bit and go to the building, get some extra treatment in, or I can go to Sonic and get a slushy before meetings start. Like I just have so much more freedom to do like kind of whatever I want to do and not have to worry about, uh, you know, Ms. Berg's algebra homework that's due tomorrow. Shout out, Miss Berg. Shout out, Miss Berg. There you go. Uh, last question for you, man. I'll let you get on with the rest of your night because I know you got other things that you want to do. Um, what message would you have for kind of younger guys about uh, this experience and the road to get where you are? I think the first the first piece of advice is enjoy high school because, you know, everyone tells you, me and Tuna talked about this last night, everyone tells you it goes by fast and you sit there and laugh and are like, oh, no, it. I'm fine. I'm invincible. And then you look up and you're 18 years old trying to figure out what to do, whether that's college or college football or the trades or the military or just call like playing college. So the first piece of advice is just enjoy high school because a, once you're done with high school football, like it's either football's a business or you don't play football anymore and you those memories anymore. And then the second thing is if you're going to play college football is always be willing to like kind of gamble on yourself. Don't, just don't think before you do like, well, think before you do things, but kind of like, you kind of have to go into things with a reckless abandonment. Like, you know, I don't care what happens. I'm here to do a job. I'm going to do my job as best I can. Like I can't worry about anything else. And, you know, coach Simp says it all the time. We're only here for about two hours a day, two, three hours a day. Like for those three hours, just do whatever it takes to make yourself the best person there. I love it, man. And I love you. I miss you, buddy. Uh, you, you, you know, um, I still keep up our tradition that I started with you and Colton. Um, it still stands. I talked to all the senior linemen, even though I don't coach the linemen. Yeah. Um, it was something that I started with you guys uh, because of how important I know you guys were for our team um, when you were a senior, you and Colton both. And um, it's crazy to think uh, last year, I think, or uh, Jacoby senior year, there was three of them. Last year, there was four of them, and now I have all five are seniors in one room with me. It's crazy to think, like, how much that's grown. Um, but it's a tradition I started with you, and I you know, I know that it's 
something that, um, especially for our brand of football, that the offensive line is extremely key. Um, but I know each year, you know, those guys come up to me and they're like, Hey, are you going to talk to us before the game? Like you did Nick and Colton and, you know, Jacoby and all that. It's kind of weird. It's like this, like, you know, that year was kind of up and down for me battling. Like I was playing on a torn ACL. I was trying to figure out, like, I was trying to figure out what was going on with my life. And, uh, like, that's one memory that sticks with me. Cause it was right before the Kenwood game. You know, it was a Thursday night and like you pulled me in, and it was a big game because if we didn't because we'd been kind of struggling. Yeah. And if we didn't win that game, we weren't going to the playoffs that year. Like that was kind of a make or break game. And I just remember you. Hey, Colton, Nick, come here. And, you know, we go outside, we have a little talk and just I remember us just demolishing Kenwood. The picture of me is plastered everywhere, standing over the kid with my jersey, like ripping off my shoulder pads. And it was like, I mean, that's all thanks. That's all because of you. At the end of the day, it's you. I appreciate that, man. I really do. I had no idea what to say to you guys. It was my, and you know, this was my first year coaching. I had been TV, whatever. I coached middle school, but like never high school. And Isaac just called me one day and said, Hey, we need a receivers coach. I trust you. And I said, Oh man, like, okay. And I just, that night, you know, I, I have a wealth of knowledge of, you know, Clark's fly football. And I think what we, I don't, I don't know if this was always there, but I feel like it's something we've been able to reestablish is like it, it means something in this town to be a wildcat. And I think you guys got it. And so being able to look you in the eyes and be like, you will be remembered if you guys put it together here on out, like you guys clicked really well with that. So it was really you guys just listening and saying like this short little crazy man who's just fired up for a game that he can no longer play anymore, just told us that like no one on this field should be able to touch you if you do things right. And you guys doing it was just like, I didn't know if that speech would work or not. Um, and each I one it changes. So, it, you know, I've, I've had speeches with Laney and, and those guys that are just completely different from what I had with you guys. So um, I, I, think, I appreciate that. I think what you said, like it's a, cause being a wildcat's a huge thing. And, you know, like, I don't think people get it. Like, you know, my girlfriend went to the school we shouldn't name. I have friends from all over the town. And it's like, you know, once they're done with high school, like they're done. But it's like everyone I've ever met that went to Clarksville High, like, you know, right away they went to Clarksville High. Like, you know, it's like kind of a like it's the only high school that's been around as long as the town has. Yeah. So it's kind of like like it feels historic to come from that. Like. Uh, one of our volleyball players here is uh, her mom's the head volleyball coach at Austin P. I was talking to her the other day and like the only high school people from that aren't from Clarksville that people know is Clarksville high. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it just kind of, if people think of Clarksville, they're like, yeah, that's about the only high school we know. So, you know, if you're the face of the town, like you have to be prideful of it. Like no one else cares about Northwest, Northeast exit eight. No one cares. Like you're not Clarksville high. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and again, you know, we, we look at it and I know a lot of people think that that means like, you know, oh, well, you know, it's, it's a snobby feel, but it's really not. It's one of those things where, you know, it it is something to be proud of because I was someone who was not in that, like, I never was zoned there when we lived here the first time. And then when we moved back and my dad, you know, retired the second time or whatever, when we came back um, from his stint doing department of defense, we were in that zone and I didn't get it until literally like I walked on the field 
and I met guys like Coach Shelby, who was my receivers coach, and I met Coach Stanley, who was this receiver I looked up to and wanted to emulate. Um, and I met Brad Williams, and I met those guys, and I was like, oh, this is why. And so being able to like, I didn't know what to tell you. How I, I couldn't tell you how to run triple from your spot. I couldn't do it. Um, I'm, I, I never played the line. Um, I probably could have been better if maybe I knew what everybody was doing, but like the statement of, I could still tell you how to run triple. My best friend played uh tackle for us when I played at Clarksville high school. And if I asked him right now to draw up our triple, he could still do it. So yep. I know like, that's something that like people don't understand anywhere else. Um, but you guys get it. So I'm glad that I'm sure coach Shelby will appreciate hearing that as well tonight. <laughs> I'm sure he will. You know, I, that's, how you know someone played at Clarksville is they can draw a triple. That's right. Yeah. Can you draw a triple? Yeah. I don't know what they call it's it like anymore, but I'll draw a triple for you all day, every day. Yeah, for certain. <laughs> all right, man. Well, it was great talking to you again. Like I said, good luck the rest of the season. Um, you know, our doors are always open for you. You know that. We we love to see you guys when you come back and tell us stories of, of your life and where you're going. So um, we appreciate you, man. And, and again, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. Um, again, if you guys are listening to this, go ahead and follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook. It's at Talking Schmidt. Um, on uh, so on Twitter, I have switched over. I have a different brand with that, so we won't worry about on other social media platforms. But uh, what's that? X, not Twitter. It's X. Oh, my bad. I forgot. It's X. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. My bad. On X, it's uh, I use my other platform for Schmitty Stories, so it's completely different. Um, but you can follow Schmitty Stories if you want to on that and on Instagram. Um, and then Nick, you want to shout, you want to give a shout out here? People follow you on socials. Uh, yeah. So I really only ever use Instagram. It's just Nick Edward, Nick underscore Edward seven, four Oh, pretty easy to find. And then, uh, the happy buds podcast, uh, literally just happy buds, Instagram, Twitter. I don't know if we ever ended up making a Facebook. I'm sure we did. And our moms don't really need to be listening to some of the things we say. 100%. Yes. But, uh, you know, those are my social medias. If anyone wants to reach out to me. Absolutely. And they'll get back on the Happy Buds, uh, Happy Buds podcast. Um, if you haven't listened or you want to go listen to some of those early episodes, they talk about a lot of different things. Um, they'll go off on tangents. It's good stuff. I've, I've popped a few on and listened to them. I, I enjoy uh, seeing you guys be creative with it. So, uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening to this week of Talking Schmidt. We hope that you join us again next week. Oh, 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 oh,